Tyler. Hello. And news I probably only care about. Uh, yes. Very true. <laughs> yes. We're, uh, we're going to get a second Downton Abbey movie. Oh, boy. I can't wait. Me neither. And uh, looks like they're actually going to add some notable uh, other people. Hugh Dancy, Dominic West. Which, I'm alright. I like both of them. And I like Downton Abbey. So. I don't know why they would want to sacrifice their careers to be in this movie, though. I mean, it'll only elevate their careers, so. Eh. <laughs> eh. Yeah. Fair enough. If you're not Downton Abbey British TV fan, you're not gonna you're not gonna give a fuck about this, but Yeah, that's fair. But uh I think this is cool. So we're getting a movie, we're getting some fucking casting. Yep. Alright. And uh yeah. It says in theaters Christmas twenty twenty one. So Oh boy. Yeah, so really quick. Yeah. They must be like ramping through production and everything with that. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I believe the first movie was like that. Like it was fairly quick. Like it didn't take long. So. Cool. Yeah. So. Right. Oh, that's all for that one. In actual interesting news, though, hmm. <laughs> it looks like they're going to de age uh, Doc Ock in Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah. Which, like, this is also, like, weird because it also confirmed his casting in that movie because it was all kind of like up in um, the air yeah. yeah with like him tweeting stuff and like other people and then like it seems like this is like a weird low-key like confirmation that he's actually in it yeah so which is kind of cool yeah i mean that makes sense and the de-aging stuff has gotten to the point where it's pretty good you know Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, well, yeah, Robert Downey in that one Avengers movie that was pretty impressive. Yeah, and then his, what's his name in Guardians of the Galaxy? That one was really well done. Yeah, and then uh, the Irishman, right? Was right, really, really well done. Um, and he even talks about specifically the Irishman and how they're how they made like uh, De Niro and all of them the age. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's funny, like, even if you read at the bottom of this article, it says, though Marvel Studios and Sony still haven't officially confirmed his return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really, guys? Like, we are excited to let you know we're going to de-age him with the latest technology. If he's in this movie, we don't know. Stay tuned. Yeah, well, it's like it's him talking about de-aging, right? Like, yeah. it's not the studios, but like, it's funny that so many people are talking about all these spider-man rumors but they won't confirm anything it's just like we already know gotta gotta keep everything hush hush just, just give tom holland all the information and then he'll drip drip feed it in interviews yeah pretty much when he doesn't when he shouldn't so. but uh yeah, this is cool mm-hmm. i uh I, I think we've talked about it before but i'm really uh curious how this like Spider-Man movie if they're going to do like the multiple Spider-Verses which seems like what they're going to do like I'm really really curious how that uh-huh. kind of all comes together so yeah I can't wait personally yeah. because I, I've been absolutely loving the new Spider-Man movie so yeah me too and 
we got some news on that uh, Mad Max Furiosa prequel. Ooh. Yeah. So apparently that is uh, that's starting production here in uh, Australia. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm I'm actually I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped for this. Yeah, and the fact and I love Chris Hemsworth and big fan of Anya Taylor Joy, so Yeah. Like I can't wait for this to happen. Yeah, me too. Like I, I love both of them. So I'm I don't there like the Mad Max character won't be in this, I don't think. No, I don't think I don't think so either. Yeah. As far but, as what I've read, but yeah, but I uh, even at that, like I think I'm really excited for this because that uh, that movie was fucking crazy good. So if we get another one in that universe, sign me right the fuck up. Yeah, well, hopefully, like, and I can't see this next one not doing super great, but like, hopefully, it does everything that they want it to do, so we can keep getting more Mad Max, like a whole Mad Max universe. Yeah. Yeah, because there's so much potential, right? Especially with all the, you know, all the shit they kind of did in that first movie, right? Yeah. Like with all the different factions, like you could do so many different kind of features on it, right? Or you could yeah. go back and, you know, give Mad Max the prequel treatment if you wanted to, I guess. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. I mean, this is cool. Very nifty stuff. And then we got uh, Netflix orders Florida Man, starring Edgar Ramirez. Yeah. Now, why does this name and he looks and sounds familiar, but I can't can't actually place him. Edgar Ramirez. Yeah. Um. What would he have been in last? Well, he's in he's in that upcoming Borderlands movie. Um. And he has also done shit. Yes Day and HBO's The Undoing. Um, Jungle Cruise, the three five five. I mean, he's got. I've heard of all those moves, but I actually don't think I've seen them. Uh, he was in Gold with uh, McConaughey. Uh, he was in that Point Point Break remake they did. Yeah, maybe that's where I recognize him from. Um, he was in Zero Dark Thirty. I don't think he had a major part, but yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a nice, he's got like a decent list of uh, movies on his resume here, so. Yeah. But what is the Florida Man? It's in the same vein as Body Heater Out of Sight. Struggling ex-cop who's forced to return to his home state of Florida to find Billy Mobster's runaway girlfriend. Should be a quick gig and it goes out of control. Secrets, blah, blah, blah. Things go wrong, blah, blah, blah. All right. Sounds like a pretty generic plot, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing that I read that kind of stood out was like the people doing this show are also the people that are like kind of help behind Ozark and HBO's The Outsider. So it's like, okay, so it's it says Aggregate Films, which is doing this. It's like they kind of got their hands in that stuff. So it's like, okay, if you kind of give me like something in the vein of another Ozark. You know, with that tagline, yeah. I could see that being like solid, right? Kind of like this little crime drama that takes place, you know, with his family. Yeah, I I could totally be down for that. Yeah. 
that's really the thing that uh, piqued my curiosity. It's like, ooh, could this be an Ozark replacement once that is done? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Gonna need something once Ozark ends after the next season, so. Right. And then are you ready for, uh, in this week's, we're making a board game into a fucking movie because we ran out of ideas? Oh, I can't wait. What do we got now? Vin Diesel is going to star in the movie version of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. And that really, that guy really is just about the fucking money at this point. Like yeah. he, he, there's no argument to say otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I look at this and I go like, you already did this and that was that fucking, uh, oh shit. What can I think of his name? The guy who played uh, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman? Real yes. Steel? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they've already done this. Yeah. You know, so it's like, uh, why, why are we still making fucking board games in the movies? It's stupid. Uh, because it's very stupid. I I don't know uh, what version of this turns out to a good movie. I can't think of this being a fucking good movie yet, no matter how you do it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't got anything to add to that. That's just a terrible idea. Yep. I'm not excited for that movie, and yep. like, it, it had to, like, I don't know, man. If I'm a, if, and, like, Vin Diesel's no slouch in Hollywood. No. I mean, he's not, like, he's technically a blockbuster film star because of, yeah. like, the Fast and the Furious franchises, but, I mean, he's not, like, he's no Brad Pitt or fucking no. Matthew McConaughey by any means. But even, like, where his status and stature goes, like, if someone approached me, like, I got... I got the next blockbuster, man. You in a movie about Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Like, I would instantly be like, okay, you're fired. I need a new agent. <laughs> yeah. Like, or, why or, would you bring me this trash? Yeah. Or was like, is Vin Diesel weird in some way where he was like, fucking yes, sign me up. Like, uh, uh, yeah, but like maybe, yeah, maybe he's got some mad nostalgia for maybe. a Rock'em Sock'em movie. And he's like, yeah, but I want some creative fucking input on this movie because it, it's a you know, heartfelt sweet spot for me. Maybe that's the case. Like I was always surprised that he never did a D and D movie. Cause he's a big D and D player, right? Like that right. would be a move that I could understand if he was part of the new D and D movie that's coming out. Right. Yeah. But rock him, sock him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just waiting snakes and ladders, right? That's gotta be coming in the pipe soon. Yeah, unless it already is. Yeah. Or the but, game. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck, it says in this article, too, Mattel has several film adaptions in the work. Oh, God. Uh, one is, uh, it's already been done. It's They're doing a Barbie movie with Margot Robbie. Sure. Oh, Margot. They're doing Uno, which is a heist comedy, which, fucking all right. A heist yeah. comedy based on the fucking card game Uno. <laughs> yeah. Like, so they like steal all the money and then they like run out the bank and the cops like ah 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 reverse card and then they have to <laughs> yeah. go back in. Is that how that pans out? I don't know. Maybe. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well. Cool beans, I guess. Yeah. Uh, some like actually decently cool fucking news. Getting away from that train wreck that nobody wants to watch. Yeah. Looks like Amelia Clark just joined the Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Yeah, and this other article here too is pretty much the same. Olivia Coleman also 
looks like she's joining. Yeah, but, with Sam Jackson and Ben Middleton. Yeah, which yeah, this is this is fucking cool. Down for this. Yeah, I don't know. I I I'm curious to see how it's going to. Like, is this in the Marvel universe? Yeah, so it takes place kind of like with all that shit Captain Marvel set up, right? Oh, uh, so it's all about those because I I see like it's about a group of ship shape shifting aliens. Yeah, because Middleton. Was in was one of those aliens in Captain oh, Marvel, right, right, right. So he's going to reprise that. Same with like Samuel Jackson, right? So I think it's just going to be like a fork of that. So, dude, I'm into it. Disney can keep punching out these fucking Marvel Universe type TV miniseries, yeah. and I'll keep fucking watching all of them. Yeah, for sure. Like the uh, all of that Disney Plus live action TV stuff that they're doing. Like none of them that I've watched, I have gone like, eh. Like, I've watched them all and been like, I really enjoy all of these. So, yep. like, they've got my kind of, like, seal of, like, if they put something out, I'll just check it out, right? Did you watch Shang-Chi yet, then? No. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I've only watched the two. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, it's awesome that they're getting talent for this, too, right? Mm-hmm. So, and Amelia Clark, I love her, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Like we always say, you know, the actors weren't the problem with Game of Thrones. No, not even a little bit. So, um, yeah. It was those two D-bags that ruined that entire fucking show. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, getting Emily, Emily Clark and uh, Olivia Coleman, like, they're no slouches. No. So. This and, is going to be good. Yeah. And so, you know how last week we talked about uh, that Sony Netflix deal? Yeah. So, Disney uh, also kind of did their own deal with Sony that will bring, like, Spider-Man and other Marvel stuff to Disney+. Plus. Kind of, do they say if it's after, like, some period with Netflix? Uh... I want to say, like... Netflix will have it for a little bit, and then it'll like hit Disney Plus, maybe. Well, it says it's coming with. Well, it says it's starting with Sony's 2022 release slate. Oh, okay. And the deal runs through 2026. I'm just trying to see if there's like an exclusivity window with Netflix. Like you would got to think there would be. Oh yes, okay. The Disney deal uh, covers subsequent. TV uh, windows and all of that, meaning that uh, titles will hit Netflix first, and then nine months after that, Disney will get it on their platform. Which, I mean, sooner better than later, but I mean, nine months is better than no months or never. Yeah. No. But it's it's interesting, because this, ex- like, this was verbatim what I was saying should fucking happen yeah. last week. Was that they should make a deal with fucking Disney Plus so that all the Sony Marvel shit can go on the Disney Plus platform, and here we are. Yeah, I mean, I think Sony's the real winner here because they just got two, like, they basically got two big licensing deals for the same fucking thing, so. Oh yeah, payday at fucking Sony for sure. Yeah, good for Sony for getting, like, two people to buy the same fucking thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm that's the weird part right is like spider-man is in the marvel like universe and is in the avengers movies but yet it doesn't like to hint date on 
fucking the Marvel streaming platform. Mm-hmm. But which, I mean, they technically don't own the rights. But, yeah. I'm. Yeah. I just want uh, as much as I love these weird like licensing stories, just because it's like fascinating to see how it works. I also can't wait for the day that fucking we don't have to deal with multiple studios fucking having to make agreements for properties. Yeah. Like. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Not so exciting is Hillary Duff is going to be in the new How I Met Your Mother sequel, How I Met Your Father on Hulu. Yeah. So like this, they've tried this before and it failed because. Did they? Well, so the the woman, like who actually is the the mother, yeah, uh, that like, I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't actually watched all of How I Met Your Mother, but you eventually get to the last season and you're like, oh, okay, cool, this is the mother, and then you find out like in the last couple episodes that she actually gets sick and she passes away. Yeah. That being said, though, like when they ended this show, they were like, we're gonna do How I Met Your Mother, and it was gonna be starring her and. She's such a good actress, but I always forget her fucking name. Yeah. Right? Like the same chick from Made for Love and Palm yeah, yeah. Springs and all that other stuff. Yeah. And they were in the works to make a a series with her about how she met Ted. Where she's sitting down and talking to her kids and telling her side of, you know, all her young days in New York until she inevitably be, meets Ted and then the series would end with her getting sick and then passing away. Right. And then it just never... Came to light. Never, yeah, it didn't come off the ground. So I find it interesting that they're gonna call this this that they're calling this How I Met Your Father like a sequel series. Well But like whose perspective? Like it's obviously not gonna be how she made, met fucking Ted. No, like I don't think it's related. Like I think they're like it's as it says here, like in the near future, Sophie, which isn't I, I think is a brand new character. Right. Yeah, because I don't recall Hillary Duff coming on that show. Yeah, so I think this is like just a new kind of like same thing, but like doesn't tie into it. Which I, that's fine. I'm totally yeah. on board. It just where I get tripped up is they call it a sequel series, but it's not other than like the you know premise. Like here, let me tell you how I met your father over the you know span of several seasons. <clears throat> yeah i'm just it's looking at it's not directly related like i went through this whole article and it doesn't say so like i unless like the relation is it is all it also happens in new york and it gives an opportunity for her characters and friends to maybe run in some of the characters yeah i don't know or it's just hey we're kind of taking the brand name and just doing our own thing which yeah, but that's which again I'm totally fine with. I just don't like how they call it a sequel series if it's unrelated. Yeah. Other than like the structure and like the people are going to be the same and they're going to do it the same, but it's not really a the sequel. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Either which way, like I like Hillary Duff, so I mean, yeah. And I I how I met your mother's like what I've rewatched that whole series a bajillion times. It's one of my favorite like background shows to put on. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and fucking super props if they manage to like have episodes where like her characters somehow run into 
Barty yeah. or Ted or Marshall or Lily, because I'd love to see any one of those guys reprise those roles. Yeah, even if it's in like some sort of like cameo capacity or something, right? Yeah. 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 I mean I I think you, it's I think it's weird that they're pitching it as a sequel to um but if you don't have an episode where Barney aggressively hits on Hillary Duff, then like the whole show's a failure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, this is all right. Mm-hmm. It's just weird how they're pitching it. So. Yeah. But cool nonetheless. I mean, I'll check this out. Then we got, uh, I guess, some news hot off the heels of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That, uh, hey, there's another Captain America in development. And the people that uh, did Falcon and the Winter Soldier are doing it. So Perfect. I yeah. enjoyed that series. So I'd like, I'd, I'm totally down to see a. A new one with him yeah. as captain. And I think America. we talked about that when we talked about Falcon the Winter Soldiers. It kind of seems like it's like the prequel movie without actually being a prequel movie, right? Yeah. So now you can just go into Captain America 4 and already have him suited up and good to go, right? And yeah. not have to tell the prequel. So Yeah. So I think that's I think that's smart because then you're not burning a, a release date with, hey, we gotta tell his origin story, right? Yeah, you know, for you, sure. You do that in Disney Plus and then just give him a movie, right? So. so I'm curious if fucking Bucky is going to be like a, like, are they like a fucking tag team duo now? Like, is Bucky going to be in this one too? As his like sidekick or? Yeah, or does Bucky just go off and do his kind yeah, of own we, thing? Are we going to get a Bucky movie that's all separate because these two went their own ways? I don't know. I I would presume that either it is like the same as Falcon and the Winter Soldier where like they're kind of a team or mm-hmm. Bucky straight up isn't in the movie. Yeah. Because they kind of left his character you know in the show kind of like at the end of it he's kind of making his amends and like going off and like kind of being done with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's just not in it and that's just kind of yeah, how I it is. Like, I feel or, like that's going to be how it rolls as well but i mean at the same time it's also super easy to have him in the movie same as the show right so yeah i think they can do either which way but but yeah i mean this is cool yeah it'll be exciting i'm excited for that yeah not uh not nearly as excited as i am for the continental the john wick spinoff but yeah and so we got uh some more details on this uh, it's going to focus on young Winston, the seventies. Yes, which is, I just I, I can't see why they wouldn't, but like God, they better use like the same dude. Uh they'd have to de-age him. Yeah, but he also is like he's one of those dudes who like, like looking back at like his like he, older work and stuff. He, he never looks, seems to age. Yeah, he looks <laughs> relatively the same, right? So I mean, like I don't think this is something they'd need to spend hundreds of millions on in de-aging technology, right? Like yeah. some fucking makeup, a little bit of prosthetics and some hair dye and he would look like a younger version of himself pretty easily. Yeah. Right? Cuz like he's in his like 60s or so oh, yeah. in the fucking yeah. show, right? So to yeah. like it's different when you got to try and take someone who's like in their 40s and age them to their early 20s, but like I don't think he would look that drastically different, you know, going from his like 30s to his 60s kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. 
Either way, yeah. I'm excited. I like I'm just hyped on everything that is John Wick, so Oh yeah. And especially reading down this article, they say like they're gonna try to use like HBO Sopranos as the blueprint, which like Alright, yeah, that's awesome. Like kind of this crumbling New York in the seventies, like yeah. That's yeah, cool. It could be intriguing. I the only uh I guess downside they say here is like because it's far back in the seventies, like it's pre John Wick days, so they basically say like don't don't ever expect John Wick to show up. No. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean Yeah. Down for this. Like yeah. you said, kinda of anything in that John Wick universe, like they've they've all been great so far, so give me more and I'll watch it. Yeah. Pretty excited. And then the Oscars happened. And oh, I don't yeah. know that we'll go through all of these categories, but maybe talk about a few bigger ones here. I mean, are they really that different from like the Golden Globes? No. No, not really. Promising Young Women, Mank, Minari. Yeah, like Nomad Land, One Best Dude. Picture, which that makes sense. Frances McDormand won for Best Actress, which makes sense. Anthony Hopkins took Best Actor. Yeah, the only one that I really liked was that Trent Reznor scored another fucking Oscar. Yeah, for uh, for Soul. Yeah, which, completely unrelated, but after he won that Oscar and like did his interview talking about winning the Oscar, they're like, what's next? And he's like... I'm going straight to the studio and I'm going to work on a new Nine Inch Nails album. And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to see if there's anything noteworthy. Not really. No. It's like, it, it's, just, it's just, it's all pretty much a repeat of all the other award shows that have happened before this. Like, it doesn't yes. really seem that much. And yes. interestingly enough, like, we were talking about this off air recently about how terrible the job they do of getting people to actually watch the Oscars. And yes, it came yes, as I- no surprise to us personally anyway, that this year was the lowest fucking viewership numbers they've ever had in the history of the Oscars. Yes. And I have a bone to pick about that because as we were talking, like here come Oscars night, a buddy of mine texts me. It's like, yo, you watching these? I'm like, Oh shit. No, I don't have over the air TV. And it's free on over-the-air TV. Like, all you need is an antenna, and you can watch the Oscars. Here I am, willing and able to watch the Oscars in the demographic that they probably want to attract, right? Yeah. And after fumbling around for a fucking hour, I cannot find where to watch this. It is either... And then I come to the conclusion that I either need to have cable or whatever the paid fucking like streaming service that hosts the Oscars is, which I'm not going to do that. Nope. But it's free over the air, but yet I can't pull up a YouTube stream. Like fucking what? Or right off their site or like right off of like globals free live or fucking CBS or any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like here I was fucking around with like an hour, like going like, how can I watch this shitty awards show? And I can't. It's like, and then the next day it's like, lowest ratings ever, and I'm sitting here going like, motherfucker, 
I was trying to watch it, but I couldn't. Like, fuck. Get your shit together, Oscars. Yeah, like, it was infuriating. And brutal. Maybe there was a place where I could have watched it, but like after fucking around with it for an hour, I was just like, fuck this. I'm going to go back to watching Warrior. Like, I'm not fucking around with this anymore. Like, yeah. But it's just like, I guess that shows like that old mentality of like the Oscars are so old, they just don't know what to do. Is like, I think that's a perfect example. Is like, here I am you know, someone in the target demographic that you probably want to attract to get the viewers up. I'm mm-hmm. sitting at home on Sunday night trying to watch your stuff, but you're yeah. so behind the times that I fucking can't. It's yeah. just like get it Yeah. So, so yeah. The Oscars happened and yeah. I couldn't watch them. So, yeah. 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 Uh, it looks like, though, in, like, interesting... Yeah. ...is that uh, every Fast and the Furious movie is going to go to the theaters for free. I think you skipped ahead on... Oh, this is the next... This was actually the one I had before Oscars. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I think we have different news tabs, but... Oh. Con- continue. <laughs> Very well might. Well, the story I got here is that the Fast and the Furious, every movie in theaters for free. Yes. Yes. They're calling it uh, Fast Fridays. And, yeah. Which uh, I don't, I'm curious to see if that'll actually happen here. I doubt it, but no, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's cool that like a nice little lead up to, I guess, going back to theaters and places that can, right. You know, yeah. cause that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a big blockbuster theater movie, right. You know, so. And I think that's a cool thing of like, yo, just come every Friday and watch um, watch all these old ones for free. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, I, that's a solid plan. But Yeah, like, get people going to the theaters again and yeah. get your concession and stuff going, yeah. Yeah, it's, but uh, it's like you said, I, the bummer is I don't think we're going to get it where we are, but... Yeah. <laughs> which, but... Still a good, still a good marketing ploy for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Like that's, yeah, those are great theater experience movies, right? Like they're just a bunch of dumbass action, right? So yeah, so I I am kind of surprised that they are doing it for free though. Yeah, I, I would have thought that they would have been like, hey, pay like five bucks or something, right? Yeah, but like to actually do it for free, like that's cool. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. And then we got, uh, so Leo and his, uh, production company looks like they're going to, uh, bring the, uh, Danish, another round film, which was, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. He did that. Looks like they're going to kind of adapt that kind of for English in America. Interesting. Yeah. Which makes me, which this article kind of says like DiCaprio's eye to star in the movie, which yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah, I don't, I remember vaguely hearing about this, but I don't, I never bothered to like, I, subtitles aren't really my thing. Yeah. So, same reason I still haven't watched Parasite, despite all of its fucking praise. Yeah. But, it'll but be, it, I like Leo, so I mean. It's got a, 
like good premise and i know it's won a bunch of awards and a lot of people have said the, the movie is like really good but same thing i'm just like i haven't got around to like reading the subtitles yeah um but essentially it's about it's like a dramedy about four friends you basically try to find basically go hey this alcohol level is like peak happiness so we're just going to stay there all the time so, all right then yeah another interesting part of this too is it says uh Leo's production company was, uh, they were also bidding with Jake Gyllenhaal's production company and Elizabeth Banks. So, like, there could have been a version of this where it was Jake Gyllenhaal. And then maybe, I would he, have been okay with that. I'm just happy Elizabeth Banks' production company didn't get it, considering their latest endeavor is Cocaine Bear, so. Right. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is cool, especially if he stars in it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, come on. If this uh, won an Oscar and they're going to like adapt it for America and have it in English and Leo's company takes it, you bet your ass Leo's going to fucking star in it so he can try and get another Oscar. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of seems like right up his alley because he, lately he's been real selective. Right? So it's... Yeah. Alright with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so we got Domino Gleason is going to uh, star in a Watergate series. Yeah, on HBO. Mm-hmm. And I'm all right with this. So that's uh, I think we had talked about this before because uh, Woody Harrelson and Justin Therox is also in it too, and like right. they're both they're both great. So and so is Domino Gleason. So like that's kind of a really cool cast. Yeah. And it's an HBO kind of like conspiracy theory esque Watergate scandal. Like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, totally. Justin uh, Thoreau, that's uh, the left behind, right? Or left yeah. behind? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, leftovers. Yes, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down for this. Like, one of these type of shows on HBO, like, they're always good. So, like, not really much more to it other than it, they're making it better. Yeah. And then, uh, in interesting news, so it looks like uh, Neil Drunkman was talking about the uh, Last of Us TV show, and uh, he was also talking about how when they were doing a movie version, that it kind of fell apart because it was too action-focused. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is so awesome that like it got to the point where they were like, this isn't what we want for The Last of Us, so we're going to skid it. Like, that's awesome. Thank God someone there had the sense to go, hey, this is like definitely pulling away from what this entire franchise is about. Yeah. So we need to pull the plug because this is not, this is not it. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that someone like put their foot down and was like, no, that's not what we, no, we don't want that. Mm. So yeah, that's, yeah, that gives me even more faith in the TV show that like they want to tell the story and they don't want it to just be this like action set piece, you know, which makes sense. Cause that uncharted movie, that's what that's going to be. Right. Yeah. It's going to be kind of a generic action set piece based on uncharted. Right. Like, and you don't want that for the last of us. Like you want action, but like you want action that means something, I guess for the last of us. Right. Yeah. So like tense action, not 
hey, here's an explosion every five minutes and a wave of zombies in this week's zombie show, right? Yeah, for sure. So it's... Yeah, this is cool. I'm, uh... Yeah. Very it's happy not, with that turnout. Yeah, it's not very often you kind of see, like, the creators come out the other end like this. Mm-hmm. Like, they usually end up having to make some sort of, like, concession to the studio where it's like, all right, put this in, right? Like, there's always that, like, creative back and forth. And it seems like the studios always win. It's like, this seems like, hey, no, we actually just totally won. So. Yeah, very happy about that. Couldn't be happier, actually. Yeah. And actually, uh, I don't know that The Last of Us works as a movie. I don't think it does, personally. Like, I think it's too big. That, right? Yeah, there's way too much going on. And if I, you were to make it a movie, like, it wouldn't, it would be a drama movie. And you'd yeah. have to, like, that's why I, like, and we've talked about this before, at nauseum. But that's why I am such a massive fan that more and more people are going towards mini-series. Yeah. Not like full-blown series, but mini-series yeah. where you get, you know, you get to instead of a you know being capped at an hour an hour and a half or 2 hours for a movie you get 10 hours to tell the story and then you're done with it yeah like i absolutely love that way of storytelling yes i think it's i think it's super nice that uh, we're finally getting to the point where people are like hey this works better as a tv show and like it's not just like hey everything needs to be a movie like we've gotten to the point where it's like hey this property fits the tv format better so let's do it there and, you know, something like an Uncharted, like, that totally fits a movie, you know, right? So yeah. it's, because it's a big action set piece that, yeah, that's a movie, right? But, well, you know, something yeah. character driven, you know, that spans multiple, you know, seasons and years, you know, yeah, that's probably better for a TV show. So. Well, it's one of the nice shifts too, right? Like the other night, like the other one, the shift that I was very happy to see happen was, uh... Like A-list celebs doing series, right? Because yeah. like once upon a time, you got your you got your start in TV, then you went to movies, and it was considered like taking a step back if you ever did TV after you became a movie star. That's just not the case anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I think we've talked about that before, and I think that kind of True Detective kicked that into gear, where, where people went, "Hey, you know, the medium actually doesn't really matter, right? So it's get good people, good stories." tell it in the way that makes sense and people will watch it yeah so it's yeah <clears throat> yep this is cool i'm uh like i said i'm glad that the creators kind of came out on top and this one because yeah thinking about a last of us action set piece movie no no thanks <laughs> yeah i wouldn't have been into that at all no so, so yeah <clears throat> And then some uh, interesting legality shit going on here. It looks like YouTube TV has pulled all of its shit off of Roku as they continue to fucking fight over behind-the-scenes bullshit that normal people don't care about. Yeah, so this is interesting just because uh, uh, I remember it was like Roku announced like they put out a statement that was like very, very much like saying like, yo, Google is this anti-competitive piece of shit, basically. Um, so yeah, it's weird because it's like this weird drama where 
Heroku sent out an email to all of their customers saying like, hey, BT Dubs, uh, YouTube TV might not come back because of how shitty Google's been. So that's yeah, a pretty bold play there. Yeah. I, always, I always find these like little wars interesting because like yeah. Roku is interesting in and of itself, uh-huh. right? Like it's and it was one of the <clears throat> excuse me, one of like the originals when it came to like a stick you could plug in and put streaming shit on. But like people, I'm I'm and I could be completely wrong on this, but my understanding and my take is that the people who use Roku. Like, you're putting your Prime, your Netflix, your YouTube, and all of that shit on there, yeah. right? Like, I can't imagine that Roku has, like, for their actual Roku TV, has, like, a disturbing amount of people that are like, Roku TV's the best, right? Yeah. And I think like, they're trying to build that up, but... Yeah, and, and they very well could, but, I mean, they're very late to the game in that regard. Oh, yeah. And then it just comes down to, like, people again where it's like... Well, I already pay for this subscription and this one and this one and this one and this one. Why do I want to fucking add this other one to it? But this isn't the first time that Google has been playing naughty with yeah. like streaming device partners, right? Like there's that whole dispute not long ago they had with Amazon where like Amazon was like on the on the brink of taking everything Google off, including YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, like, I don't know, like to, I'm, I'm curious if there's people out there where that's a big deal, right? Like, if you have a Roku and you can no longer access Google TV or YouTube, like, is that a fucking deal breaker for you? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends, right? Like, I I mean, to be honest, like, I, I'll straight up say, like, I bet a lot of people don't give a fuck about YouTube TV. Um, no, probably not. I mean, it's bigger down in the States. Like, it's oh, is value it? probably, yeah, because well, we can't get it up here. Right. But uh, the value proposition, because I decided to like, I used like an American PayPal or whatever, and I was like, I'm going to give this a go and see how it was. Right. There's a lot of shit. Oh, really? Yeah. And like, you could set up like DVR capabilities, and like, there was a lot of channels, and it was for the price and what you got. I was like, this could actually be a viable, like, if you don't want like straight up cable, this could be a viable option. Oh, really? Okay. But we don't have it up here, but like, the shitty thing is, is if like they get in, like if this dispute goes further and they like pull all Google apps off of Roku, then like, what does Roku do? Like, are they still yeah. gonna be fine? Like, I I owned a Ro- a Roku at one point, way back. Well, no, I shouldn't say way back in the day. It was like three or four years ago, and I bought it just because I needed a stick to watch Netflix and Prime in my room. Yeah, and they were cheap. But after using it for about like four months, I went out and bought a fucking Amazon Fire TV stick because it's a reskinned version of Android. Yep. So I was able to sideload what I wanted on there. Yeah. And you can't do that with Roku. So like if you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to put some Kodi on here and or, you know, these other apps, you don't have that option. Like at least if Amazon and YouTube had their little dispute, it would be hilarious because the Fire sticks are based on Android. So it's yeah, like you, you can- can't can't quite get rid of that and if they do remove all of the youtube shit from there you can just sideload it back yeah. on yeah like the the fire stick is super easy to sideload stuff like you yeah. could you could could probably sideload roku stuff but like that's that's a lot of work that the average person like the average person can watch a youtube video and sideload a fire stick pretty easy it, and maybe things have changed but when i wanted to do it you couldn't because roku's like main OS that runs Roku and all their shit is their own Oh, it's like their own custom in, right. in-house kind of fucking built one right. so 
with it limited capabilities and not like an easy way to sideload, there's no community out there, like developer community that's like, I'm going to spend hours trying to figure out how to get this on here. Right. So they just didn't. Yeah. This this article is also really uh, interesting because Heroku's like is straight up like saying like this isn't about money either. Like we just straight up think Google's being a piece of shit here. Yeah, but why is Google being a piece of shit? That's what I'd like to know. So they're saying like um I don't know what are they saying? It's about Google asking for like user data from Roku. Uh and like from what I can tell, Roku's like being like, No, we're like we're not doing that. Like we're not giving like if you <laughs> Having your app on our service doesn't just mean you get the user data too. Okay, that's, fa- that's fair. Then I totally, yeah, totally side with Roku on that. I like, I like everything that Google offers, but yeah, like there's a lot of times where I just, yeah, contemplate is, my decision with like anything Android based because it just it never seems like they have enough, yeah. and it's not like they can't go the other direction and make things more privacy focused because like that's exactly what Apple's doing right now, right? Like. That's why a lot of people are getting pissed off at Apple because when you open up an app, it's like, hey, what do you want them to allow? And there's no way around it, right? Yeah. You can just straight up not allow the app to access any fucking data and there's no workaround where it's like on Google, it'll be like, hey, this thing wants to access your location and shit. And you go, no, you can't. But it'll still access a bunch of your fucking metadata and profile shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just reading here the article where... It linked to another article where Roku uh, sent out the message, and I'm just going to see here if it says specifically what uh, they're calling Google Cloud on. Yeah, it says, so they said Google is attempting to use its YouTube monopoly position to force Roku into accepting predatory, anti-competitive, and discriminatory terms that will directly harm our users. So That's yeah. a pretty bold statement. Yeah. So. But again, like that's that's Roku's fucking press statement. So yeah. Like, and Google is basically saying like this, like this is baseless and false. So. Yeah. It's, so uh, I hope this keeps getting bigger and like the actual like terms of what is happening. Like I want Roku to come out and be like, this is what they want from you guys, yeah. and this is why it's harmful. Like yeah. to just throw out a blanket statement and be like, hey guys. Like, it almost sounds like Google's like, hey, here's our policies. And Roku's like, mm, I don't really like that. And it might cost us some money. So we're against it. So we're just going to release a statement and say it's not about money, that it's about our customers. And we'll like garner a bunch of like fucking outrage against Google. So they back off. Like, this just kind of seems like a legality tactic to me. But yeah, I could be completely wrong because Google does like its fucking data, right? Like, that's where oh, all yeah. their money comes from. Yeah. That's, that's all tech companies, right? Yeah. So it's. But interesting that Roku would issue that statement but not give any explanation. They would just throw this out there and be like, yeah, no, Google's trying to fuck you guys. That's all I can tell you. Well, they're saying like it's something to do with user data and like search engines, like search stuff. So it's like, I think what Roku is like saying is like they want to kind of get access to the data and the search results so that they can like better fine tune it, you know, on the like to in. Like yeah, but a then, be- better way for Google, and maybe not a necessarily a better way for Roku users. Yeah, but then say that if they're yeah. if they want like the Roku search data, yeah. like that's that's one thing. But if they're like, we want the data from when like they search within our fucking apps, or if, yeah. you know, if they're trying to search for YouTube stuff on the home screen, like on Amazon, you can like 
key the voice or type in like blah 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 YouTube and it'll bring up YouTube stuff even though the YouTube app's not open. Yeah. And that's just like to help people find content, right? Yeah. So yeah. like is that what Google's trying to do in Roku's against? Like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I think if they're gonna take this fight, you know, I think they should like kind of give some explanation to the users is like, hey, this is specifically what they're what they're asking for and this is why we think you shouldn't do that. Yeah, you if, know, you're, so. if you're going to try and garner outrage, then give me something to be outraged about. Yeah, yeah, like tell me, like, yo, Google's trying to like use your shit for this nefarious purpose or whatever, and then I can go, oh, yeah, no, fuck them. Yeah, you right? can't, you can't sit there and tell me that I should be mad, but not tell me why I should be mad. Yeah, like giving me a generic statement about my data and the search, like, okay, so what does that mean? You know? Yeah. So yeah, but it's it's like you said these stories are i find some of the most interesting because it's yeah that weird world of like companies taking on other companies right yeah so yeah mm -hmm. and uh we got some casting for uh the green lantern show for hbo max yeah this guy from uh, american horror story yeah, I like him. Yeah. I'm just as much as I love Ryan Reynolds, that Green Lantern movie was so bad that pretty much anything with the name Green Lantern on it just brings up not great feelings. So I yeah. just everything Green Lantern I'm gonna approach with caution. That is totally fair. That is totally fair. Yeah. They even say like specifically Green Lantern is going to reinvent well, that's what they need to do. Yeah, which totally is. And honestly, good for them for reinventing it on HBO Max and not fucking handing this over to CW. Cause yeah, no shit. They, like, everyone's already wary about Green Lantern as it is, and if you really yeah. want to fuck that character over for a long time as far as the DC yeah. universe goes, give make a Green Lantern CW show. Oh, just God. watch it burn. Yeah, pretty much. So, Yeah, I'm happy this is going to HBO Max because... Like, aside from the stink that is still around Green Lantern, there is a lot of cool fucking shit you can do with the Green Lantern stuff, right? Yeah. Like, think of, like, you know, the Captain Marvel stuff, you know, with kind of, like, her stuff. Like, that's kind of the Marvel equivalent, right? You know, people flying around protecting planets. Yeah. It's like, there's opportunity to do a really cool kind of sci-fi-esque thing, you know, for DC. Um. They just got to do it right, you know. Mm -hmm. um, See, so yeah. I mean, not, not really much more to this other than that, but yeah. Yep, yep. And in our final piece of news for the day, it looks like uh, George Romero's last zombie movie, Twilight of the Dead, his last unmade zombie movie, is uh, actually going to get some traction and get made here. Yeah, I think this is super cool. I liked all of his, like, like I mean, obviously oh, comparing them to what's out there now, like, they're yeah. kind of, like, cheesy and low budget and the effects, but I mean, like, George A. Romero is a fucking legend. legend. Yeah, so it's, yeah. He influenced film like few people do, right? Yeah, for sure. So, and I think kind of his wife is uh, working to get it made, you know, so I, th I think this is cool that, like, Kind of had a half-assed project, and then, you know, unfortunately, he passed away, and it's like, she's like, oh, maybe people should see this, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm, I'm curious, uh, 
I wonder if this goes to Zack Snyder. Yeah, I don't know. Because he, like, if you think of the modern day kind of who's making these kind of zombie-esque movies, it's him. Yeah. Right? You know, especially because he, he did the remake of, of Dawn of the Dead, right? You know? Yep. So, and now he's doing whatever the fuck that, uh, why can't I think of the name? Yeah, the new one that's coming to Netflix that I can't think of the name of either. Yeah. Like, to me, it seems like it's going to go to him, but. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Like, hopefully he knows about this and is, like, also, like, if he teams up with with George's wife there to, and pushes to get this made, then I can't, I can't see how it wouldn't get made. Yeah, me too. See? Just, yeah, it's, uh, reading this article, like, she's saying, like, this was supposed to be his concluding chapter to, like, the genre, which I really want to know what that is. Right. Yeah, where does it all end? Like one yeah. big nuke and then the world's just gone? Yeah, like how, how, what is George Romero's vision of the end of that genre? Or like his version of being done with it, I guess, right? Yeah. You know, what is it? What, what spin on the kind of zombie or is that, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. I think this is cool. But that's all our news. Yes, yes. So I so, guess let's uh, let's get into some fucking review time here. Yeah. So I uh, I finished all of Warrior, finished off the second season, and that show's real fucking good. It is good. Yeah. I I ended it and I was like, "Where's my third season? I really want more of this." Like it works. Yeah. I I like I don't have too much more to say about it other uh, from what I talked about. I think it was last week, but I I will reiterate saying like if you liked banshee just watch this because it Mm -hmm. is basically it's basically banshee just set in a different time yeah like it's it's basically that um which we both love banshee so it's like to get an unexpected another kind of banshee is it was just a really good time so like yeah i won't talk more about it because i talked fairly lengthy about it last week but but yeah, super solid. Fair enough. And then I watched weird Hulu called you Sasquatch. And where was this? Like what? Hulu, Hulu? Hulu I believe. Yeah. Is it a series or a movie? Series. Okay. So essentially, uh, the premise is this documentary filmmaker. Somewhere back in the day, he was up in what they call the Emerald Triangle, which I can't remember where it is, but it's basically like where all the off-book weed farms are in the mountains. Okay. And so he was there back in the day doing a story, and he was at some weed farmer's house, and they were getting all sorts of fucked up. And he's telling the story, and he goes, then some guys came to the house and said, like, yo... Sasquatch ripped three people apart up the road. And so later on down his career, he remembers this story and he kind of goes, I wonder if there's anything to that. So he sets uh, a foot back to that Emerald Triangle place and starts asking questions like, hey, it, like, is this real? Um, and in the first episode, they kind of talk about like 
how Sasquatch is kind of a legend there and all of that. And then it turns into basically he goes, I don't think there's anything to the story, but I remember it back in the day because he was there. And he goes, I just kind of gotta gotta go see if there's anything to it, right? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of turns into this crazy story about how those weed farms are super fucking criminal and like all of the shit around that. And then it actually turns out that there's a lot of legs to his story that takes him on some places and ends up maybe he kind of uncovers uh, a triple murder. Oh? Yeah. So he kind of like asks questions and like it's it's weird because like it's one of those fascinating documentaries where it's like okay like it's it's like you get that news and like okay there's actually something to this story. Yeah. But then like kind of at the end of it he also doesn't really get any concrete answers so you're kind of left going like eh okay like he he got enough people to talk to him that it seems like his version of what happened you know back when he was in that town when he was younger and heard that story like he kind of comes up with a version that like he's like I kind of think this happened and enough people of Quar like told me that like it's plausible but like you don't get that final conclusion so mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh it was I don't know how I feel about it. Like, there's parts of it that I was like, okay, this is, like, really interesting. You know, and I think for a three-episode thing, I think it's fine. Yeah. And I think it's definitely worth watching just because it is, like, an easy three-episode thing. And it kind of tells some interesting stuff about that area and, like, that culture. Um, But it was also, like when you think of like the true crime documentaries, you know, like by the end of it, you're, you're kind of usually finding the answers that they set out to ask in the documentary. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus this kind of keeps you like, Hey, come up with your own thing. Right. So. So yeah. It's interesting. uh, Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's worth a watch if you, if you're kind of looking for like a quick, easy true crime thing, because it's three episodes. It's like, 50 minutes per episode so it's like real quick watch i think i did it in a day um so it's so that part i would recommend it just because it's easy Um, yeah but i i don't know like if you're if you had a kind of list of true crime docs to watch you know i might put it further down the list you know if that Mm. makes any sense yeah well i I i got one episode left of murder among the mormons and i think i got one episode left of that that great art heist one oh right yeah both of those are good. I, and uh, I mean, like, like I said, I think I think where this where this would land on a list is like, okay, I'm in the mood for a true crime thing. Check it out because it's three episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's kind of like that no downside of like it's a quick, easy watch. You know? Yeah. And if you've got that itch one day, you know, watch that. You know, if you don't have any other ones, right? But if if I guess to put it into context, if you're looking at Murder in the Mormons, the Art Heist one, and Sasquatch, watch Sasquatch. Mm, gotcha. So, so yeah, I do remember seeing a poster of it, and I was kind of intrigued because I just I like those like weird, goofy ones. Like I watched yeah. a bunch of the stupid, like the newest Skinwalker Ranch series and stuff. And oh, even yeah. though it's like full of like the bullshit suspense, like ice road truckers or licensed to drill and shit like that. Yeah. But like I don't know, still into it, and I still fucking to this day absolutely love ancient aliens. 
fair enough. Hey, then to be honest, it, Sasquatch, you might like Sasquatch more. Then. Like you might actually find it more enjoyable because they do kind of talk about some of the weird shit around Sasquatch. But uh, well, then maybe I'll add it into the queue. Yeah, I mean it's a nice easy one. So yeah, that's really all I got about Sasquatch. All right. We both managed to get through without remorse. Yeah. What'd you Although think? I fought hard to try and get that thing going last night slash this morning. Right. I don't know if it's still down, but Prime was fucking down forever. Really? Yeah. Like it did just wouldn't fucking load. Huh. So I was like sitting here trying. I'm like, what the fuck? I just want to watch without remorse. Right. Just let me watch without remorse. Yeah. I had to go to other means to to eventually. Yeah, no, Prime is still down. I still can't connect to Prime Video. Really? Yeah. Weird. Super, super fucking weird. Like, how does a how does an Amazon service go down like that? Get your shit together, Prime. Wonder if I can. Act. Now I'm kind of curious. Can I get in? I can get into it just fine. What? Yeah. Dude, then what is going on here? This that is might... super. I, I didn't. I don't know what the fucking deal is. Every time I go, it says it can't be reached, but I can get, I can get on a Netflix. I can get on a Crave. Huh. Yeah, because so, I can, I just opened up Prime. Really? Yeah. I wonder if, if I use a different browser. Hmm. No, there must be something going on with my, like that, that's super fucking weird. Yeah. It doesn't matter what browser I pick. I can't get on a Prime video. Weird. Fucking super weird. Anyway, without remorse, yeah. I didn't mind it. The way it ended, I like, I don't know. I expected a little bit more action. And mm. I, w- like, when it got towards the end, I didn't expect it to just end where it yeah. did. Like, I thought there was still more stuff coming. Like, it felt yeah. like the story was not finished. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Like, I think overall, I, like, I enjoyed the movie. I, Michael B. Jordan was great. Um, there was a lot of stuff to it that I liked. But to me, that whole movie felt like, the prequel to Rainbow Six and Rainbow Six is really the movie we need. Like it almost seemed like it was like it like it almost seemed like it wasn't telling like it sacrificed a, a story to set up a sequel, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Right? Like it focused more on like, okay, we need to establish this guy, we need to establish this world and like the geopolitics of the world and all of that. You know, and, the, and then at the end, it kind of goes, okay, now here's the franchise potential if this does well enough, right? You know, so it, like it's, yeah, that's what it felt to me. Like it, it seemed like it sacrificed the story to set everything up for the sequel. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's what it felt like to me. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I think overall, I, I still think it's a fine movie. Um, yeah, I still, I definitely still enjoyed it. I hope they do more in that universe. I hope we get a Jack Ryan crossover. Yeah, and I don't know if we will. It's all that weird right stuff, but that would be ideal. I think. Like mm-hmm. my dream is like kind of a Tom Clancy esque cinematic universe on Prime, where it's like all of it together, kind of thing. But uh, it, yeah, like I think it's. I was expecting more and maybe that's on me for having my expectations too high. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I still think it's a, a fine movie, and I really liked him in it. I will say that. He was great. Yeah, he, he was really good. Like, he did the character of John Clark very well. In the books, John Clark is very much kind of pitched as like, hey, what if Jack Ryan had a super dark side that was willing to cross some lines and get the job done? And mm-hmm. that's kind of always been what John Clark is. It's like, hey, he's the guy that, like, He'll do what Jack Ryan won't, you know. And yeah. I think this movie did a did a good service to that character in the books. Like, hey, John Clark is this elite guy that is not to be fucked with, and he will get the job done. When it comes down to like, okay, shit's gonna go real bad if we don't do this, and I'm gonna do it, even though it's not gonna be the nicest thing, right? So yeah. So I think that part of it is actually really good. Um, yeah, yeah. All, all in all, I was I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, but that ending, uh, yeah, yeah, it it kind of ends, and you're like, wait, what? So, yeah, yeah. All in all, like I I think it's worth a watch, especially if you like the uh, the Tom Clancy stuff. So, so, yeah, that that's all my thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot else to say either. Fair enough. So, I took your recommendation and started to watch Snowpiercer. Oh, did you? Yeah, and uh, I burned that first season in like four days, so. Yeah, I think that's real good. I, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, it was a pleasant surprise. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, like I, uh, I wasn't, uh, I didn't go in with like a whole lot of expectations, like thinking it would be this like crazy... Uh, crazy good show, but like I came out of watching it going like that. That's a really good time. Like it's it's solid. It's way more graphic than I was expecting. Um, and yeah, I I really like it. I like um, I really like oh uh, Jennifer Connelly. I think she's great. She uh, plays that part really good. Just like and ahead of the train. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, oh, dude from Grand Theft Auto is in it. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's good. Um, and yeah, like I think it's. I never watched the original movie. I don't know. Did you? Uh, I did with Chris Evans. Right, okay. right. So I never like watched that. So I never had any context to like the train and how all that works. And I yeah. think that stuff is really cool. Like, kind of uh, like how all the different cars interact and stuff like that. Like, I think that part's really cool. Um, and yeah, I'm like I'm excited to start that second season, especially with uh, Sean Bean, because he kind of shows up like right at the end of the first season. So, so yeah, I I'm on board with the show. It's yeah, a it's, very very it's, pleasant surprise. Yeah, it really was, and the second season's really good too. Yeah. and Sean Bean plays a fucking villain so well yeah. in this series. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, I. uh Really liking that first season, but like really wanting to get into uh, the Sean Bean stuff. Like, I'm really excited to start that second season just mm-hmm. to see him, right? Because it's, because yeah, I was totally on board with that first season. And yeah, just pleasant surprise where it's like, hey, this is actually a really good show, you know? Like, it's, it's not the greatest show ever, um, but it's like a totally uh, like awesome little show. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I quite liked it. Yep. And then the only thing that I watched was uh, I pretty much binged the whole season of Rutherford Falls. Okay. So, so what is that? Tell me about. Uh, so, well, I should preface this by saying the whole reason I decided to even watch this show is I saw an article where someone like was reviewing it, and they basically was like Rutherford because I it's from like Mike Sure, like of Office and Parks and Rec and all that other stuff fame. Okay. Um, and it was like, oh, Rutherford Falls is what Parks and Rec's Parks and Recreation wished it could have been. And I, I'm what? a huge fan of Parks and Rec, so I'm like, okay, well, I definitely have to fucking check this show out now. Thinking that it was going to be shot in the same vein as Parks and Rec in The Office, where it's kind of like it's shot, you know, kind of like it's a pseudo documentary, like a crew following these people. Right. But it's not. Oh. It's definitely filmed like a normal show and it just oh. has like a normal plot and stuff. Oh. So I was kind of disappointed in that regard. Right. It was kind of slow starting, but it wasn't terrible. Like it, it definitely wasn't my favorite show that I've watched, you know, in the last bit, but it was interesting. The whole premise is Ed Helms. He plays, I can't remember the character's name now, but the last name is Rutherford. And basically his like great ancestors made a deal with this native american tribe and they came together and like traded for this land and built this this settlement called rutherford falls together so they named it after his family and like his they have a statue in the center of the town honoring like his great 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 grandpa who like helped founded this town and blah 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 right but everybody's like everyone who's part of that rutherford family has since like moved out and moved on He's like the only Rutherford left in Rutherford Falls and he runs a Rutherford Falls like heritage museum where he just goes on about how great his family was and how they're, you know, instrumental in creating this town and, you know, just real prideful like that. Yeah. Well, then basically they're this other chief of like the local Native American band there. He runs a casino in town and stuff like that. And he's kind of like... You do flashbacks with him and you find out that he's like very money driven, like always trying to make more money and he's a businessman. Right. And uh, they decide they want to, the town decides they're going to remove this statue of the great ancestor Rutherford from the center. And obviously Ed Helms character has very uh, negative feelings about this. So he at like some kind of event talks out and basically towns the calls the towns like idiot and says a bunch of shit. And the, one uh, Native American guy who owns the casino is there, and some of the stuff that Ed Helms' character says kind of like sparks this idea in him that he's going to basically sue the town oh, okay. s- to get money because of this like treaty that wasn't actually honored. Hmm. So then, like the whole series culminating into the end is basically like Ed Helms trying to like battle it out with this Native American guy who owns a casino to like this for this like lawsuit for a bunch of fucking money oh and like removing this statue and ed helms takes it personally because that's his family's heritage and the native american guy is saying this all fucked over his his like tribe's heritage and then there's some like side love stories and like it's a comedy and like i don't want to spoil the whole thing but you get to you get to like the last couple of episodes and you're like oh this is what's going on okay right i mean like i feel like i definitely didn't sell that show well enough but it's funny right like okay. ed helms is funny yeah 
it's a comedy show and the characters they have and like I don't know it's very reminiscent it's kind of like to me it kind of felt like a mixture between like Parks and Recreation mixed with a little bit of The Office mixed with uh, Schitt's Creek. Uh, okay. So it's kind of like a combination of all that. So like it, it, the first couple episodes were slow, but then like as you get to the characters and you get to the story and you figure out like what the plot's gonna like, what they're actually aiming for, the trajectory of the season kind of thing. It wasn't bad, right? I don't uh, in any way, shape, or form agree with whatever that article I was where they're like, this is what Parks and Recs wish they could have been. I dis I disagree. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the first season's always a launching pad, right? So I yeah. mean. When I get into the second season, if they get a second season, then I'll be able to like probably more accurately discuss my feelings on the show. Right. But it was it wasn't a bad watch. It's a Peacock exclaiming exclusive, which okay, mildly annoying. But so I guess um, if if you have a Peacock membership, check it out. But maybe don't buy a membership for this. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun little comedy. Yeah. Didn't blow my socks off, but it wasn't disappointing. Like it was enough that like I was kind of doing other stuff. So it was kind of playing a little alongside while I was yep. working on some other things here, but I went through the whole season in one sitting. Oh, there they're you like, go. they're 20 minute episodes. So like, and I think there's only 10, so very digestible. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think that's the key to those shows is like hitting that kind of right combination of like, you can, you know, quietly watch this in the background and get some laughs and the comedy hits, right? Like, I think that's the key to those shows. And if that's doing that, then I think that's all right. Mm-hmm. So, I'd have to check that out. Yeah, that's that's really all I got. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I got, too. All right. Well, I guess on that note, we'll end her. Yeah. And uh said last week, if you have questions or want to get our thoughts on anything feel free to email us at tuning through the static at gmail same for twitter all right yeah with that that's all i got all right catch you on the next one later